0: so scared and all the
1: episode one of the UK Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Uh, My name is Simon Wynne Stanley and I'm joined today by my two wonderful co-hosts. We've got Dave Hart. Hello. Hi Dave. And we've got Gavin Marshall. Hello. Uh, So thanks for joining me guys. Um, We've had a bit of time to sort of uh, get set up and make sure that everything's working okay. So uh, hopefully this should all run smoothly. Um, What I want to start by doing, if it's okay with you two, is just sort of get to know each other. Obviously this is episode one. Um, maybe get a bit of a chance to sort of understand who we are, uh, why we support the Steelers, what got us into them in the first place. Um, so if we start with you, Gavin, um, sure. why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Yeah, Gavin, um, uh, there's no real story why I chose the Steelers. I was 10, I had a Panini sticker album and they just jumped off the page to me, so nothing really more in- interesting than that, <laughs> but i stuck with them. And uh, yeah, it's a, good time, it's a good time to be a Steelers fan, well it has been for a long time obviously, but I mean, it's a good time to be into the sport. There's a lot going on. There's Game Pass, so you can really follow the, the team, and there's the Facebook group, which we've kind of all met on. And uh, there's the game threads and everything. So yeah, it's a good time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not had those problems with Game Pass that I keep complaining
2: about. No, well, that, we went through that difficult stage. <laughs> when was that? Two seasons ago, wasn't it? Yeah, a
1: little bit. It's gone back and forth, but uh, yeah. they seem to have improved it a fair bit this season. To be fair.
2: Yeah, there was there was one they, they, there was one iteration of it where you could have multiple windows open, and I quite yeah, like that. I remember that. They've taken that away now. Maybe that was what was causing all the problems. Who knows? too complicated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's not for us to say. Um, And Dave, a little introduction from yourself.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm Dave. Um, I started sort of watching back in 2010-ish as sort of a a general NFL fan. Um, And then sort of over time, teams more and more sort of dropped away because I wasn't interested in them. And, uh, And Steelers always we're at the forefront or anything. I'd I sort of watch it. I, I, it was entertaining football. It was, yeah, it, it was fun to watch. Whereas other teams just weren't.
2: And, I mean, I suppose, were, were you watching on Sky or were you watching on Game Pass in those times? Um,
3: what I could, basically. My, my, I, I'm not from a particularly prosperous background. Um, I sort of picked up whatever I could, where I could. My um, family didn't have Sky, basically. All right,
2: um, yeah, I, I was in the same boat growing up. So I, I was stuck on Channel 4. Yeah, but the Steelers were kind of on it a bit
3: because yeah. they had
2: they were sort I remember some games against the Oilers, and um, they, yeah, but then obviously when Sky came along and bought all the rights, and then the Steelers seemed to be on it a lot more. Yeah, so I think I think we picked up more UK fans during that time.
3: Yeah, definitely. I'm like to say Game Pass has made things ten times, hundred times easier to watch now, even though there's the problems with it.
1: I was going to yeah. say, a game pass got you two in the back pocket. Have you been offered some sponsorship? I don't know about. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I think I think it is. You know, it's got. a, I mean, being a fan in the UK, yeah, it's miles I mean, like, In uh, in, uh, in the nineties or whatever, in two thousands, I just seemed to spend my whole time defending the sport, defending the game yeah. against other people criticising me. Why are you into that? Why is all the stoppages? Now it's it's not like that at all. It's. I just constantly meeting other people that, are, that support teams. They're knowledgeable. It's totally changed, whether that's the the international series or Game Pass, so like say, or Sky or whatever. Or the fact that it's on BBC as well now, so yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, you see way more people, even people that maybe don't know a great deal about the sport, but just seem to know it from a cursory nature, wearing the apparel and whatnot. But... Yeah, um, being more positive. It's yeah, just, exactly. I'm all about
2: positivity. I think positivity is good. You'll, you'll find that out.
1: <laughs> um, cool. Yeah, and obviously, I'm Simon. I think a lot of people. Um, know me from just knocking around on the the Facebook pages and stuff for for the last few years. Um, I probably am the newest out of the three of us because I'm only 23 so I probably started watching when I was about 15, 16 so maybe about six, seven years Um, and my introduction to the Steelers was kind of a weird one. Um, I actually wanted to get into the NFL uh, and I gave it a go one season and I was like okay right I'm going to give this a watch but I didn't really have a team Um, And it kind of led to me just letting go after two weeks and I didn't bother. Um, So I came back again the season after and I was on Sky and I was like, right, I'm really going to put the effort in this year. Because I I know I kind of like the game, but I've not really bothered to watch it. Um, So I sat down and I was like, right, I'm going to choose a team. And I looked at all the teams, all the logos. And the one logo that I really recognised, Pittsburgh Steelers, for no other reason than some guy that I used to watch on YouTube when I was a kid used to wear the hat all the time. So so something as silly as that <laughs> has kinda of led to a almost decade long fandom of the city and I've visited Pittsburgh and you know, um done all that stuff. So it's kinda of crazy how something so small and stupid when you're from the UK, uh can lead to, you know, something that's become a huge part of your life. Um Yeah. But... Yeah, well it's the same with
2: me with a sticker book, you know, that's yeah, what yeah. The more childish way can you get than that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
3: You know, a hat is a much better reason than <laughs> England in the name. Yeah, it's... yeah yeah
1: oof oof okay
2: <laughs> going there already
1: i think that might have more to do with the continued success and a few bandwagon fans but we're not going to go there <laughs>
2: yeah, let's keep it clean at one eh?
1: <laughs> okay cool um well thank you for that um what we want to start doing on this podcast uh, as we go week by week is kind of uh, especially through the season is do one podcast a week uh, generally i think at the start of the week so just after the the game so if it's on if it's a sunday game we'll probably record on a monday or a tuesday um and put that up at the start of the week um or if it's you know monday night football it might be a bit later um but kind of run over the game that's just been um and then also preview the game that's to come uh before touching on a few topics you know around the league and things that might or might not impact the steelers um and just get a chance to have a say on what's going on in the nfl um, but for this episode, obviously, with it being episode one, the preseason's just finished. Um, I kind of want to start by talking about a bit of the preseason, uh, a, a little bit about how we feel about the roster and about the team compared to other years. Um, so, if we just kind of start, maybe Gavin, by talking a little bit about how you feel about the Steels and the roster that we've put together this season. Uh, well, obviously... the first
2: thing, sorry, the first thing to talk about today. I don't know when you know people, this might be old news, but the mm-hmm. fact that we've lost Devonte Spencer, Devonte Spencer, <laughs> sorry. What do you think about that?
1: So should he should he have been the return man? And who are you dropping for him?
2: Well, that's a big question, is it? I mean, it's difficult. I think I I kind of did you know a roster on the back of a cigarette packet, and he was he was like number fifty four. So it, yeah. He, was, he wasn't He was making the 53, unfortunately, which is a shame because when was the last time the Steelers had a really good return man, which is all he offered, basically, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean.
1: it's, it's, t- it's tough now for teams to kind of even hold a position for a specialist like that. I mean, right now, mm. personally, I think I'm happy that we've kept Switzer because I think he offers you a little bit in the exposition, you know, a little bit coming out the slot. You know, we've only kept, I think, we've got five wide receivers, so I think it's useful to have him, obviously. We've lost Eli Rogers, which is sad yeah. for me.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I I, I would have kept him over Switzer personally. Okay. But I, I, I like him out of the slot. I think, you know, with playing so many open empty sets, you know, you need that you need that receiver deck. I'm I'm wondering if they're scrabbling around looking to, you know, find another wide receiver to bring onto the practice squad.
1: Yeah, I mean who's the, we've just signed a kid today from the uh onto the practice squad. What's his name? Um uh oh, I missed
2: that. Oh, oh Holton made it, right. Yeah, oh, Holton made it onto the practice Okay, good. Because um, he, he had a good sort of end of that yeah, game, didn't he? Did
1: you... Yeah, he had a great preseason. Um, yeah. So I think a lot of people wanted him on the squad as well. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of cooks competing for the same broth. Um, you can't have everyone. Someone's not going to make it. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of Switz. Maybe it's just his Twitter presence, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you think, Dave?
3: I'm, I'm kind of the opposite to you on Switzer, really. He's... Um... He's a man whose legs move a thousand miles an hour but he goes nowhere <laughs> he, on, on returns he seems he he's comes out of, out of the blocks like he's gonna absolutely flash down the field and just goes nowhere it, it, it's it's frustrating to be honest and when you yeah. see someone like Spencer coming out who's got that enthusiasm and ability to move down the field it, although it, we didn't have any sort of you know Scoring sort of runs, it, it just so he had the enthusiasm there and the ability there. And are the potential
1: you, to do Dave? That. So, sorry, not to interrupt. Are you, are you talking purely about the return game, though, or? or...
0: Yeah, in,
3: in that respect. But at the same time, I I was more of a fan of, of Eli than I was of Switzer. I yeah. thought mm. I thought Eli had a lot more to offer, but particularly out of the slot, just 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 his his size. Really, he was a much bigger guy who. who you could just stand up to that, and I mean
2: yeah, and it's bravery as well I
3: think the country but...
2: you know I think I think uh, Eli's bravery over the middle, he showed mm. that quite a few times. he's what not not scared to take a hit, mm. you know and I, I think we've lost that. I don't think Switzerland brings that
1: yeah, absolutely, I think Eli went and uh, had a visit with the dolphins uh, earlier this mm. week. I don't know if he's going to sign with them, um yeah. obviously the ideal would be that he stays on the street and comes back when injury hits us, but um I'm not convinced that's necessarily going to happen. Um, yeah. Cool, moving on a little bit uh, just just from a bit more of a broad perspective I just wanted to talk a little bit, obviously we've lost in the off-season, Antonio Brown Mr Big Chest um, Mr No Helmet um, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, obviously we didn't have him last season but he's not here anymore, um, I've seen bounded around a lot in the media, the, the kind of idea addition by subtraction Yeah. Um, what do you think of that Gavin is that is that true, is that something that rings true to you or is that just nonsense
2: uh, well, Obviously you want those kind of talented players on your team. But it seems they're both acting like didylos and distracting <laughs> everyone in the locker room. And I think Coach Tomlin was getting some, you know, some stick for how he was handling it. But actually, when you watch what's been going on on Hard Knocks and some of the other stuff, it seems like actually maybe he had it all under control and he was just doing what he could. So I, I kind of think this preseason has been, it feels like they're more of a team. I don't know if you think that it feels like they they they've bonded together the the deed the of offense everything and um, it's just it just feels more positive rather yeah. than no, clouds I, over. I you. totally
1: agree with you. I'm just I'm a little bit split on it because on the one hand I completely agree with you. Uh, the the vibe team seems, seems way better. The, the team feels more together. There's less of the drama that the you know the the lives of our Steelers thing going on. Mm. Um, but at the same time when you lose sort of immense talent like that and I, I think we saw that a little bit when we lost Le'Veon Bell last season. Um you do Especially when it. Connor went down, yeah. yeah. Second half of the season. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a split one for me. Don't get me wrong, I think Juju's gonna do a great job. Um, I think James got James Connor's done a great job picking up the load as well. Um, but there's just that big playability, that, that special nature that Brown had, you know, even if even if he was a bit of a knucklehead that um was something a bit extra. Um, Dave, have you got any, any thoughts?
3: I mean, how much is he actually taking away from the team as a whole? He, even though, like you say, he had that big play ability, he just, was he taking away more than what he was worth?
1: Hmm. Probably. I mean, he was worth a third round pick according to the Raiders, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that I good? mean, in
3: terms, of, in terms of hard knocks, from what I'm seeing of it, they're taking away a lot of what Brown's doing. Yeah. I mean, I know you can only look into like media things so much but it, it looks to me like it's sort of just been all the negative stuff has been removed and it's playing making it out to be this amazing guy who's just in for the team i i have no impression that he's in for the raiders 100 no, no. no.
1: I, and i know what you're saying that it seems like nfl films are trying to almost position it like you know ab's not a bad guy ab's just got haters and <sighs> You almost want to believe it, <laughs> but yeah, then, he, yeah. then he turns around and does something where you're like, "Well, well why would you do that?" You know, and, and they show him at mm. the back of the um, the back of the hall when John Gruden's giving his little speech, just kind of hood up, Watch not check, looking check, particularly check. interested.
2: Yeah, I mean, he looked he look like a '90s rapper with his gold chain and his hat on. I yeah. thought. That like iced tea or something. I'm not knocking not a look, it's a strong look. but
1: <laughs> And that relationship between uh, Derek Carr and AB is a bit of a strange one as well because you heard all this about them practicing together when they first moved over there and that. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem like a a relationship that I think is going to stand the test of time. But Yeah,
2: I mean, not going down into talking about hard knocks too much, but I'd, I'm surprised how little Derek Carr seems like a leader. Are you? <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was a bit awkward in that last episode, wasn't it? Where he was like yeah. talking to one of his receivers, and it was cringeworthy almost, wasn't it? Like, yeah, he was trying. I don't know to if you about...
2: watched um, All or Nothing as well this yeah, year, I did, Panthers, yeah. and how much the difference between him and Cam. Yeah, what, what the presence in the locker room? How, how, how much the team's focused on him? It just, you know, that's what's so interesting about it. You see the things you don't see. You just see him play. You don't see the dynamics of the locker room like it's, that.
1: It's, the face of the franchise thing, isn't it? I mean, the face yeah. of the franchise for the Panthers is Cam Newton, and and the team goes as Cam Newton goes. For the Raiders, it's John Gruden. So
2: yeah, Trump light, Yeah, <laughs> as my brother said yeah.
1: Um, cool. Uh, in terms of the, uh, just to talk a little bit maybe about the the 52nd, 53rd spots on the roster because that's what's on everyone's uh, mm-hmm. mind at the moment. We've had um, probably a, a an overcoming of riches from <laughs> our linebacker position, which is something that we've not been able to say for a long time. Um, yes, yeah, it gone from weakness
2: to strength, right?
1: Yeah, well, or at least you hope so. We've got Tuzar well, Skipper, so. um, Ola Adenye, whose name I'm still hoping I'm saying <laughs> Um Just seemingly coming out of nowhere almost um, uh, and both making the 53-man roster. We've kept 10 linebackers, which we, we don't normally do as well. Mm. Um, and then obviously Devin Bush, uh, absolutely on fire and, and one of the favourites to win Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, so have we replaced what we've lost in Ryan Shaysay? Obviously, we've been looking at for that a little, for a little while. Dave, what do you think?
3: I don't know if we have, um, but we're getting there. That's for certain. Um, Bush, despite him, he's obviously had a big showing in pre-season. In what, week one, week two he played? Hmm. Am I wrong? Uh,
1: Yeah, no, Uh, I think it was. uh, He played
3: quite a lot on game four as well.
2: Oh, did he play in game four? Yeah, yeah, he started out.
3: Um, It is unproven. And essentially, you know, for all the hype about him, he's, he's not doing it in the regular season yet. And um, I hope he does. You know, don't get me wrong, I hope he does. Um,
2: but- oh, I mean, certainly, sorry c- to something- interrupt, but certainly the sideline to sideline speed was there. I mean, you saw it yeah. even on the, the, the week four game. I think the first, it was one of the first plays he made. It was just, he just chased down the runner right down to the sideline. And you just thought that's exactly what we've been missing. We haven't had that since, oh, since yeah. Isaiah went. Yeah, you don't yeah.
1: want to get carried away with the preseason obviously so I, I get what you're saying Dave but he does look it, it's almost tantalising because we're so used to what Shazia gave us and that, that different element that speed on defence that we've been lacking um, yeah. and you just really but hope he can be that
3: Is he going to be used week one? I uh, think yeah, so
1: absolutely. it looks like it,
2: it looks... So, with, sorry, with, Kevin. I was going to say it looks like I don't know if you've seen the reports coming out but it's, it looks like it's going to be you know, Vince and Bush on running plays mm-hmm. Barron and Bush for uh, nickel and then just Bush on dime. Is that what you've seen?
1: Yeah, that's generally what I've seen. I think um, yeah. for as far as I can tell, Bush seems almost the number one at this at the moment yeah. in time. He's, yeah, he's exactly. But top. he's got
2: that rotation there as well. Yeah, exactly. Is... We've
1: got a bit of depth, yeah. which is great. Yeah, uh, and same on the I mean, because I
2: love I love Vince Williams. I think he's, he's one of my I favorite do. players. Yeah. But he's, he's he's not not to say limited, but he's he's kind of a specialist role, right? You want yeah. him as your fourth fifth linebacker yeah
0: um, ideally
2: that, yes yeah so to put him into that position to put him in a position to succeed that's that's what you've got to do with your squad and it looks like yeah. bush and baron is going to enable him to do that
1: absolutely and i hope baron can have that impact obviously that's a big question mark for me whether or not he'll come in and make an impact straight away um kind of in a similar way to sort of steven nelson where i'm not totally convinced maybe that'll be a, a one to look at all season um but those free agent signings are where I'm a little bit more concerned. I don't know, Gavin, if you've got any thoughts on, on, yeah. on those two guys.
2: I mean, Barron, uh, just from his time at the Rams and at, um, Bucks before that, wasn't it? I just, I just remember the impression of him being sort of a, he- a hard hitter, an enforcer, yeah, and, and with a bit of speed. But that, that's, that's, that's my only impression of him. So I've kind of got an open book. But I, I, I like those kind of players. I like the kind of tough, you know, that bring the boom in. Like, I know a lot of people hated Mike Mitchell, at the back i kind of like mike mitchell i liked him yeah yeah i think
1: mike mitchell a little bit underrated. i mean he he gave up a tackle now and then um yeah he would whiff every which you don't want from your safety i suppose but um no he's a fun guy to watch um yeah just sticking on the defense then um defensive back obviously traditionally been a great weakness of the steelers we've literally just signed up um joe hayden i think it was today uh to a contract extension uh, 22 million over two years 11 million average obviously a year puts him in the top 15 um, do you think he's worth that? obviously I personally do I do
3: yeah he's he's worth it um, the only concern is will he stay fit?
1: yeah mm. of course uh, obviously there was a bit of concern in the preseason. was it week one that he went down? yeah, yeah. Um, didn't look great but then obviously he's come back uh, absolutely fine uh, so yeah I think he's a big part you can only pray that he stays healthy all season because outside of the obvious you know big ben maybe juju um i think he's one of the most important pieces that if we were to lose him would spell well i'll tell you what it would spell it would spell Artie burns coming in as a starter and yeah and nobody wants yeah. nobody wants no. To say that. <laughs> no
2: he's a leader isn't he? You imagine yeah. he's a leader in the in the position room you know someone that can guide everyone else and, and maybe put an arm around Artie burns and help him through his troubles
1: yeah and I, you know i read um I, th- I think I sent it into the group, a, a kind of a piece that someone wrote about, Artie. I can't remember who wrote it now, unfortunately, but a piece about Artie Burns and kind of some of the stuff that he's been going through since he came into the NFL. You know, his dad's been in prison the whole time. He's kind of looking after his brother and had to step up and do that. So to be fair to the kid, he's had a lot on his mind. Um, yeah. So you don't want to completely trash him. I think probably no. Pittsburgh, you know, the yinzers have been pretty hard on him. Yeah. Um, well, it was a reach,
2: wasn't it? That's that's the, yeah, the that's basic the cru- sort of problem. He's not been given the time. They've, they've He's been thrust into playing as you would with a first-round pick, Yeah. not really a first-round pick. You know, he should have been sat there developing under some other people for a while, and then maybe around this kind of time would be the time where he'd start to make a start. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And um, did you notice there was a play, sorry, there was a play in the week four game where he chased someone down from across the other side of the field, and you, just, you could see the yeah. pace.
1: Yeah, and the desire that almost was lacking. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
3: Is is that a fire that's been lit underneath him though? Does he feel the pressure from behind him now? Or is that actually Artie Burns? Is that what we've been we should have been seeing this whole time?
2: Maybe, but it felt like it was confidence. So it felt like he he, he didn't like the fire before. You know, it felt like he was scared of getting burned. Like what you're talking about, Mike Mitchell. Mike Mitchell wasn't scared at all. He would he'd be prepared to make mistakes and he'd be prepared to make big ones on the on the off chance that he'd come up and win. Well, I think Artie Burns suffered from the opposite, which he was just scared to try anything in case he failed. Yeah. That's my that was my reading of it anyway. Yeah, yeah, no
1: absolutely. Um we actually got a tweet today, guys. Um oh, believe it I'll or not. One. I know, yeah. So so by the way, we we're on Twitter, um follow us, uh, at UK Steelers Pod. Um certain members of the podcast don't want to be public, uh, naming their names. <laughs> That'd be me, that's
2: fine. I'm gonna, I, my, my, my Twitter profile is very boring, so I just don't want anyone to have to read that. So I'll, I'll make a new one and then we can talk then.
1: <laughs> but, um So yeah, follow the podcast, tweet us any questions, whatnot. Uh, so we got a tweet in today um, from Gareth Langley. Um, he tweeted as he said... Can hello, our... Gareth. Hello, Gareth. Uh, hopefully he's listening. Probably our first listener, so hello. Um, he tweeted as he said, can our defensive potency in the pre translate to the regular season? Um, Dave, what do you think?
3: I can't see a reason why not. I mean, all right, from uh, like early games, like um there was a lot of big plays from like like skipper and things like that. I mean, um he, he, people like Toit who's been quiet in previous seasons. You know, what he had two two sacks he had in the last game? Yeah,
1: he's been, yeah, he's been a bit quiet in the last season or so, obviously after a, a breakout start to his career. Solid, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So I, I I can't see a reason. Why that wouldn't translate well to the regular season. It's just whether those sort of new pieces will slot in well enough yeah. in, into the existing, in the existing lineup. Really,
1: that's exactly right. I think the trouble with our defense for the last few years, I think Steelers fans maybe go a little bit too far with um, hating on the defensive side of the ball. Over the last few years, we've whiffed on tackling. You know, it, it, it's it has been the side of the ball that's let us down. But it hasn't been a side of of the ball that's been devoid of talent. Um, We have been able to get stops. We've just missed a few key pieces. And I'm hoping that with Devin Bush and, you know, Joe Hayden healthy and, and, you know, we pray to God that everyone can stay healthy all through the season. Um, I hope that we can probably bring that through this season and and hopefully we'll compete in the playoffs because of it. Um, Gavin?
2: Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, just... One player we didn't mention there was Bud. And I think mm. he's he's stepped up in this preseason. Hopefully he can take that form through. He's really kind of been, not quite a disappointment, but he's been quite average, really, hasn't yeah. he? But, I mean, he seems to be playing well. And hopefully if we've got, you know, those two bookends coming off and then you've got some inside pressure as well. Hopefully that'll get in Tom Brady's face. That's what I'm thinking.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I think Bud will be helped by the fact that we've, you know, we've got Devin Bush with some speed in the middle. We've got TJ Watt coming over the other side. Um, I think he's one of those players. Yeah, he maybe wasn't worth the first round, you know, pick that we spent on him. Um, but at the same time, he's got a little bit to offer there. He, he can he can get a few sacks when he comes off the edge with pressure forced in other directions. Um, but yeah, it's a big year for him. Is he in the last year of his? contract? I think he is. Yeah, it's a contract year. Yeah. 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 So, so you know, that's be another a, reason yeah, good time to step fire. up. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, I've I've seen, I've seen a, a few reports looking to. Sort of already put Bud down for eight plus
1: sacks on the season. Yeah, is that possible for him? What what did he get last year? Six. I'm totally going off the top of my head now. I might be completely wrong.
2: Yeah, I think it could happen. I mean,
1: I can't see why not. I mean, we got the league most sacks last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Just
2: no, just no, no interceptions. That's the problem. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. Last season we got eight interceptions. We have to do better than that if we're gonna. uh, I mean, turnovers win games. Not to be a cliche, but. We have to do better than that if we're going to compete, yeah. seriously. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: second question um, coming in from uh, from Gareth. Uh, he just wanted to mention Christian Scotland. Did, Williams- sorry, did, did we answer the question? I think so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think generally the consensus is that we believe that they can bring that force through. Yeah. Uh, would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess what's been quite heartening is that the amount of defensive... Rookies or first-year players that have, have played well, right? And now we've got it yeah. seems like we've got good depth as well as the kind of marquee players. So hopefully, yes, hopefully it will come through. I'm I'm feeling positive anyway.
1: Uh, if you don't feel positive now, when are yeah. you going to feel well, positive? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's ask the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, he wanted to mention uh, Christian Scotland Williamson um, quite quickly just. Obviously, he's been released, uh, as we expected that he would, uh, but he's been added back onto the practice squad as an 11th member through the International Pathway programme. Do we see a chance that that Christian Scotland-Williamson could break into the team, either at some point this season, obviously with short on tight ends, or maybe next season?
2: I'll be honest, I don't think I've seen enough to know. Do you? Have you?
1: Uh, only what's been in the preseason. obviously the reports coming out of uh Steel's Depot mm-hmm. and Alex Cazor and stuff which have been you know generally positive um I think a few beat writers maybe had a an outside hope that he might make the roster because of our weakness on tight end but obviously we spent a fifth round pick on Zach Gentry so uh yeah. it was unlikely um especially with him being able to come back on the practice squad as an 11th member um but I, I would hope that he's at least got a chance going into next season. Obviously, it depends what we do in yeah. the draft and, and, and where we sit, and it's a long way away. But um, it's promising to have people like him and, obviously, uh, what's the fellow in Buffalo? Um, oh, yeah, the guy that
2: did the big run. Yeah, uh, oh, Hyde. Yeah. That's uh, it, yeah.
1: Who are doing a great job. So I think we'll only see more and more of this. And, obviously, you've got FA Obada at the Panthers. Um, I suppose Jay Ajayi is the biggest success story. Um, although I could never quite tell if he was completely British or... <laughs> no you he stopped here for five minutes to yeah. That was, <laughs> yeah yeah but um speaking of all or nothing you did you see the FA Obada game yeah 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 that was that was, that, that was awesome to see yeah um so just, yes
2: it, it, it didn't it took a second for his accent to click in. I was um, yeah it's, I it's thought, a bit oh strange. right it's British
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but
2: but just go back to uh CSW yeah the one thing I, and I think Dave Bryan's mentioned this and I don't think he even knows but what We don't know what happens if he gets activated. Can he go back to that international position? Or is that it? You lose the international position. Oh, so I think it. if that's if that's the case, yeah, that's you, then I, we wouldn't activate, activate him, would you? That's, right. Right.
1: that's a really good question um, that I don't know the answer to.
2: <laughs> so I think that would actually in some ways hurt his chances because you wouldn't yeah. activate him and lose that when he's not quite ready. So I think that'll keep him out this year, at least like you say.
1: He is eligible for... Um... Any team, though, so he's... Uh, oh, no, 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 sorry, I tell a lie, he's not. He, so one, now he's on the practice squad. He can't be called up, I believe, uh, until oh, okay. the end of the so
2: season. He's, okay, so he's stuck on that international pathway thing. Because he or, got yeah. placed
1: onto it, I think. Right. Um, I might be wrong. Tweet us if, if I'm wrong, because I might well be misunderstanding, because it's, it's a new thing, and I don't think yeah. you know, a lot of people really understand exactly what, what it means. Right. Um, but from my understanding, he, he can't be called up until next season when he could make the squad again okay uh, so he's effectively on it for the season but um yeah so that'll be one to keep an eye on especially uh next off season.
3: apparently um, apparently he was told by tomlin if he could beat a 4-3 defensive end he'd have a job yeah <laughs> so I, I don't know what which defensive end whether that's a fourth string or whatever but yeah well someone might want to
1: tell mike that we've got no tight ends um um is tight end a concern uh definitely yeah
2: definitely yeah i mean but the problem is there's no one to bring in really is there yeah what's happened who've the raiders cut because they've got a couple
1: uh the raiders cut luke wilson um who used to be at seattle he was a part of that amazing green bay game. so he would
2: he would do a job wouldn't he
1: yeah i'd like luke wilson i think he's probably better than xavier grimble who's our second string tight end I think any uh, yeah.
3: three of us could be better than Xavier Grimble. Well, as
1: well, yeah. Ever since that fumble at the goal line last year.
3: Yeah. Um, he's had the drops in the preseason as well. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's,
1: he's a willing blocker though. Um, obviously, yeah. Zach Gentry's taking up a roster spot at the moment which I imagine he'll lose if we sign a, a free agent. Uh, he yeah. might revert to the practice squad. Um,
2: yeah, and then there's Kevin Rader on the practice squad. I thought he actually he like, cut a good figure of a tight end if you know what I mean. He looked like a classic tight end but he just didn't play like one unfortunately but maybe he'll develop who knows
1: possibly I think the most likely solution is that we'll draft one next year Um, lucky projecting forward in terms of position and need I can imagine that that, and obviously as we start to think about quarterback over the next few years uh, are going to become issues that we want to address obviously Vance McDonald is uh, awesome he's just he's like a man crush at this point I could watch him stiff arm someone all day yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but He's also you, exactly. Yeah, you just hope he stays up all season. That's the problem. Yeah, if he goes down, we're in bother, right? Yeah. We did put in a waiver claim for um who was it? Was it Ricky Seals uh, Jones, I think? But he he ended up on the Browns. Right. Um so that's because we'd used our waiver claim earlier on a, a cornerback who we've since cut. So yeah. um last thing on the offense, um, the QB situation. Um obviously Ben um that's that's all set to go. Um, how long do you think Ben plays?
2: As long as possible.
3: Mm-hmm. If he if win the Super Bowl this year, he's he rides off into the sunset.
1: Retired. Yeah. Um, but what I really want to talk about was the backup quarterback. So Mason Rudolph's been named as the backup. Um, played a lot better this preseason, I thought, than than previously. Um, but Josh Dobbs, is it time we move on from the Josh Dobbs experiment?
2: I think he's hit his ceiling. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I agree. Personally, I would have kept Hodges. Uh, definitely Hodges.
2: Me too. I they think uh, Dobbs is just inaccurate. Yeah. And, and, you know, in that number three spot, you want a de- developmental project, yes. really. Yeah. And it feels like Dobbs isn't going to develop anymore. So I don't really see the point because I, I, I don't even feel confident that he's going to come in if Ben goes down and not throw a pick. Yes, he might get you, you know, an explosive play of 15 yards, but then the next next play is going to give it back to them. So, yeah. Uh, I don't think he so. threw a
1: touchdown all preseason, uh, right. if I'm not
3: mistaken. Um, I mean,
2: the, the the week four game was a mess, right? He just
3: yeah. Just I, mean, I, I like I like Dobbs in previous seasons. He's he's been I liked his attitude. I think more than anything, he had that sort of backed into a corner fighting attitude, and I like that. But this preseason, I've seen I think what the real Dobbs is. I think, like you say, you hit your ceiling. What more can you get out of him? I, I'm, and there's even people talking about will he go to, like, to the Colts and things like that. Yeah, I don't think. That, do they want Josh Dobbs on their, on their roster? I don't think so.
1: No, well, they've signed Brian Hoyer today. Um, so I think they're probably set going forward. People have been talking about trading Josh Dobbs. Uh, I don't think we could get anything for him.
2: I can't say it. Uh, yeah. It's I mean, got no tape, right? It's not. Yeah, it apart from me, that, and only tapes bad tape against the Raiders.
1: Yeah, it yeah. reminds me of the time everyone was talking about trading Landry Jones, and uh, pe- people think that we can get you know <laughs> money for used rope or whatever the expression is. Like, it, we can't trade everyone. Uh, not everyone has no. trade value. Um, and if it was up to me, I would have kept Hodges. I thought Hodges showed real signs of uh, improvement. He was accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm su- I was very surprised that we didn't sign him to the practice squad. Um, As far as I'm aware, he's still sitting out there, Uh, so uh, that's one to watch. But uh, it's quite a a shame that we didn't keep him.
2: Yeah, I thought I was really hoping he'd make it to the practice squad.
1: Um, Last piece of news for me, Um, they named the team captains today. Um, So we've got Big Ben, who obviously for the 11th time is team captain, Marquis Pouncey, uh, Cam Haywood on the defensive side, and Roosevelt Knicks uh, as the special teams captain. First time he's been special teams captain. Gavin, how do you feel about uh, our kicker not being our special teams captain? (laughs)
2: Can I get a hot take?
1: (laughs) Well, the hot take is
2: I don't think anyone, everyone's, this is a kind of make or break year, unfortunately, for Boz, isn't it? I mean, after what, we all know what happened. He has looked good and uh, hopefully he can recapture the form, but I mean, you look back at last season's results and there's quite a few that he cost us, really, isn't it? So it sounds like he's dealing with confidence issues. And and who doesn't like Roosevelt Nix? I mean, he's kind of like a folk hero.
1: Yeah, I love a bit of Knicks. Um But yeah, just a little one I wanted to bring up. Um, hopefully, the Yips don't continue to bother. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Wizard of Boz. Um,
2: well, uh, yeah, the um, who was the other kicker we had, Wright?
1: Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even tell you his name. I've completely forgot. Yeah.
2: I mean, he shanked a couple, didn't he? And yeah. So it wasn't even really a battle.
1: But to be honest, I'm quite happy. At least we've got someone who we're relatively confident in, at least for this year. Um, it's better than being in the Bears situation where we're talking about yeah. bringing in like female soccer players to kick, and, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's a shame because it, it was one of those positions. And when was it 2016 when Schweizer. kind of Boswell? Yeah, yeah, and we lost Swedes and we went through kind of Scobie and all these other yeah. Randy was it Randy Bullock we brought in for a game? For with a fat game Randy? Yeah, fat Randy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, that was awful. So at least Chris Boswell, we're all behind him, we want him to do yeah. well. Yeah. yeah, but there was nothing sadder
1: than seeing uh the Wizard of Boz nickname go by the wayside last year. Yeah,
3: <laughs> you see, uh, the, the preschool child who brought in for kicking at the end of last season. Oh, Probably. Matt McRae that was the one. Oh, I felt yeah. sorry for him, I completely forgot about so, it. Yeah, everyone, he could you know, barely, he could yeah. barely like, reach the goal. It, it, it was, it was a bit embarrassing to watch, to be honest. yeah. yeah.
1: Is it just me, or is kicking not to go off on a tangent here, but kicking seems to have got to a weird place now, where it's almost like we've got a segment of kickers who are excellent. You've got Justin Tucker's, uh, Gano, Josh Elliott, and then you've got like a load of teams who can't seem to find anyone and are just rotating through.
2: Yeah, it's just a merry-go-round.
1: Yeah, like what's going on with the kicker position? Like, can we get thirty-two nice kickers? It's kind of like what we used to talk about with quarterbacks. Like, why can't we find thirty-two good quarterbacks? And it almost feels like we're there.
2: That's well, because they move the kick back, right? So they're not just having layups to get. It's like golf, yeah. you know. I don't know. That's what I think.
1: Could you kick a, a twenty-five yard field goal?
2: No. No. I've Have tried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at golf as well, so it ties up.
1: Dave, you could kick one, right? Oh yeah, with it my eyes closed. <laughs> right. um, so before we move on to previewing the Patriots game, one quick thing I wanted to talk about was just kind of get a bit of a gauge about how you feel in terms of. Maybe a record prediction. I didn't want to be so um, so cliché as to call it that, but that's pretty much what I'm asking. Um, right. Last year, obviously, what did we go? Uh, was it nine? Nine
2: and seven,
1: wasn't it? Nine, seven or one, because we got the draw with Cleveland. Yeah.
2: Oh, nine, six and one, sorry. Nine, six yeah, and man. one, yeah, sorry.
1: Yeah. Um, do we improve on that this year, and do we make the playoffs, Kevin?
2: I, I've got 10 and six. Okay. And I've got it coming down to the last the last game against Baltimore to decide it. Which which fills me with nerves. Don't but do it. don't it'll do anything exciting. Me. Game,
3: <laughs> Dave. What you got? I've got eleven and five. I oh, think confident. I think I'm the opposite. i this first game, is what decides it. I think I think decided game, it in week one. Well, no, it, <laughs> not saying you decides it. I think it sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone for the entire season. If if we can't come out the blocks, flying, then when can we against hmm. the bloody Pats? You know it. it When can we do?
1: Yeah, I think at least how we play, if not the result. Yeah. See, I feel really bad now because I feel like the negative ninny in the room, but I actually have uh, nine and seven. (laughs) Uh, So what we'll do then, we'll transition into um, a bit of a preview of the New England game. Um, So obviously we go up to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough uh, for the first Sunday night game of the year. Uh, It's on at 1.20am here in the UK um this is a team we know all about um we've played them a lot over the last couple of years um obviously we won against them last year 17-10 in what was a kind of a hard fought hard fought defensive battle as well um i think this is a really important game in terms of both teams and how they want to start it almost feels like new eras for both teams people are talking about um you know the regression of brady coming um, you know, does Bill Belichick and Brady? Does this continue to last? And obviously, from our side, as we've discussed, the Steelers are in a new age without Antonio Brown, without Le'Veon Bell, this new fresh-faced Steelers team. Um, so, two teams that really want to get off to a great start. Um, how do you see this one going? Obviously, we talked about it a little bit there, Gavin, but but in a bit more detail. Uh, where, where do you see this one going?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, it comes down to Brady, really, doesn't it? If he's, if he's, I mean, I think back to that season they had a couple of years ago where they started with was it Kembrell, Tompkins, and someone, Dobson, at wide receiver, and you're just thinking, this isn't going to work, and they ended up... Did they go to playoffs that year, I think? I would imagine so. so. Yeah. So, I mean, they got Gordon and Everman, right? Yeah. And I think Harry, their number one draft pick's, uh, picks injured, isn't he? I think.
1: Yeah, I think he's got a bit of a knot, but I don't think it's yeah. anything serious. But the trouble is with first round, I wouldn't imagine he's going to make a great impact on this game. I mean, I could be no. wrong, but, no. you know, but first round, but, rookies.
2: What I'm trying to say though is that they've—I I worry that they've replaced Gronk with some other weapons that we don't know about. Like Jacoby Myers seems to be making noise over there, right?
1: Yeah, I think they've got the uh, Ben Watson's uh, out, he's isn't down. he? Yeah, he's so down, yeah, he's down. So they've got Matt LeCois, I think, it is his name. <laughs> so yeah, LeCois, I think. Yeah. Matt LeCois, who, who played for the the Broncos. So, yeah. but again, we've seen Brady do it though with, with next to exactly. no one. You know, Kevin Hogan's all of a sudden the star when he's yeah. next to Brady. So. I almost don't want to put anything on that and with Josh Gordon coming back and looking strong yeah. I, I feel like they may be just as strong as ever
2: yeah exactly and and of course your favourite uh, your boy Chase which uh, <laughs> you know they've got like a strong pass rushing core haven't they Okay, they've so I, five there.
1: I wasn't going to bring this up until later but can I thought some, I'd trigger you there can someone explain to me why we did not draft Chase Winovich in the third round So, for context, for anyone that doesn't know, Chase Winovich was drafted, what was it, two, three places after our pick in the third round, I think it
2: was. Mm -hmm. Which Um, pick was it, actually? Was it, um, because obviously we had two third rounds, was it Lane?
1: um, Oh, do you know what, I can't remember exactly. I think it was the second, third round pick.
2: I think Lane was second, wasn't it? You can hear me shuffling my papers. I I really (laughs) did write that down (laughs) earlier, but I've lost it. Yeah, I think it was was, uh, Deontay Johnson first and then Lane, so yeah, yeah, it would be Lane.
1: And and picking a developmental cornerback, right, over a guy who, I'm not being funny, I could see, I don't even watch college football, right, but just from the draft process, and, you know, I, I work on the kind of the Dave Damashek eye test situation with this, right, uh, where, okay, maybe I've not watched all the tape that these draft nicks have, um, but if you look at Chase Winovich and the passion that he has and the kind of guy he is and the stuff that he wants to do, this kid should have been gone in the second round. And he's proven it in the preseason. He's absolutely dominating these furniture movers and these nobodies and he's gonna rip it up.
2: Agreed. I there must have been a reason though, right? Well he's gonna completely
1: embarrass he's gonna completely embarrass the Steelers and he's gonna to torment us for the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: but have some sort of skeleton in the closet of this yeah, yes. uh, you know, that something's gonna come out in the well, future.
1: Like he, he dated Mike Tomlin's daughter or
3: <laughs> yeah, or he been found naked and having all his jewellery stolen from his from his apartment or but whatever, you know. What frustrates, whatever it might be.
1: what frustrates me the most about, right, okay, fine, you can look at his tape, he, he seems like a great player, he's a Pittsburgh kid, he was falling in the draft, he'd, he'd even gone on Twitter and said, you know, draft me Pittsburgh, I want to go to Pittsburgh, uh, maybe you'll say, right, well that's not a reason to draft someone, and, and you're probably right, but you could tell that the the passion this kid had for the team agreed why was he not oh I, I, honestly i could go on about it all day and i did during the draft if you if you were yeah, on facebook i do you...
2: i remember um but i mean but you look at their draft class and they didn't actually take a pass rusher so i think they were kind of going need yeah and lost the second round pick so that put them in a in a bit of a hole they had to go wide receiver they reached with johnson right to try what, and fill up those course and so then
1: lane he's going to get a redshirt season you know I... Yeah. I don't think it was a pick that needed to be made on need. I, I don't know.
2: Not necessarily immediate need, but I think they had positions that they were trying to fill up.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, cuz the, the the roster was thin at court, um cornerback and it is hard to get anyone in free agency. So yeah. I just think they went that route and they know they got Ola. Yeah, and, yeah, and, fair, and also Skipper, I mean, he's yeah. he's been lighting it up. At, what's he got? 5 sacks, 4 four fumbles or something. He's forced, so he's been lighting it up as much as Chase.
1: That's true. That's true. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll be proven that. Maybe we should put a bet on that: who gets more sacks this season? Oh, well, Chase Winovich, or, who's our skipper.
3: I, I don't think skipper's is going to be used until maybe. Yeah, that's what, the thing. In any, in any sort of substantial amount until maybe what? Week five, week six. No, no, no it, a, agreed. But then
2: uh, Winovich is four or five on their depth chart as well. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: You know, he's
2: like, he's like like maybe that, maybe we we'll, we'll have an off-air bet about that.
1: Yeah, okay, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> offer. <air. laughs> um the Patriots they're known as slow starters. Uh the, the Steelers are as well in fairness, but obviously two successful teams, so a, a slow start is relative. Um is, is this the best time to play the Patriots?
3: I think so. I, I think you, you get them on the on the back foot, but at the same time, like like I said earlier about if you're not ready to pay, ready to play Patriots meet one, when are you ready? probably the same for them they're arguably weakened position with their, line, with their roster yeah they've so got... they should be ready at quite a blocks as well
1: yeah they've got a few people out um but but just in general it feels like sometimes new england can uh, maybe it's because you know bill hasn't had time to sort of implement his game plan and with all the new players and whatnot because i think for the patriots more than any other team the success is based on coaching rather than talent um, I don't know if that's a knock on the Patriots or whether you think that's fair, Gavin. But um... no, I think that's
2: fair. I think it, it, they're, they're a team a lot of people like to hate on. Yeah, um, understandably. Because I, of success. I, yeah, and you know, I I kind of dread those games because they've kind of had the Steelers number every time it seems. But as a pure football fan, I, I can appreciate. What yeah. they do, how specialist they are, and they're like the kind of modern football where you've got a role player in every position and a plan drawn up for every occasion, and they've got you know committees everywhere, so they've got various kinds of running backs and even their special teams. They've got you know, was it McCourty? Just you know, I can't yeah. think of a Steelers player that's like that really. Dirty red.
1: Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Tyler McAvich, yeah. you know they, they were calling for his head this this preseason. Um, I'm a big fan. I I, I like him. He's he's a great special him. teams player, uh, and you need a couple of those on the team, don't you?
2: And he can tackle, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't want him playing inside linebacker, obviously. Like ideally, you don't want him starting um, as he's had to a few times, unfortunately. But um, yeah, no, I, I know what you mean with the Patriots. It, it's a tough one because these games do you know mean more probably than any other game other than maybe the Ravens maybe you could argue me about that so people do get worked up um but I think sometimes it's important just to remember that these teams aren't invincible uh sometimes it's almost like we treat them with such reverence that we go into the game scared and, uh, and I worry that sometimes that has an impact on teams um I think as long as we go in and I think we will because we've seen the preseason that they're playing well together they've got a confidence a newfound confidence this year um, I do think we've got a good chance I would call this a kind of a coin flip game I know the bookies don't have it like that they have us as pretty hefty underdogs um, yeah. but I have gone with the Patriots win on this um, but I could see it going either way
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm the same really and and we, we played them in the opener in 2015, right? Yep, I remember that game and, I was listening to it on the radio Gronk got three touchdowns, was it? Yep and he's gone, so that's something for us. We've got that ghost.
1: Does the grunk, the lack of Gronk, does that make a huge difference on the Patriots this season, or does he come I, back? I
2: think so. He might come back. I, if they, you know, he might come back for the playoffs, or just before.
1: Although I've seen him sort of promoting some like uh, CBD enhancement things, so I don't know whether that's on the league substances or abuse thing. So I don't know whether or not he, <laughs> he's going to be uh, uh, suspended as soon as he comes back. We'll
3: see. <laughs> right. This game, though, it's 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 worth more than any sort of any Browns game, yeah. Ravens game, as you mentioned. It, it's it's worth more than that. It's worth pride, yeah. And it's you know, that, that doesn't count in a tangible figure at the end of the season, but it's if you can say that you beat the Patriots at home, in the opener of the season, it's worth Yeah, so I mean, money. it'd be a great start, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a great way to kick off the season. A great sort of tone to set.
2: And, of course, we beat them right before the end of the regular season last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: we were on a run then. We, I, th- I think we were very unlucky not to make the playoffs last season. Yeah. Um, so, uh, very much a beatable team. I think now is a great time to play them. I, I don't fear them in the same way that I did, like you say, in 2015 when we lost the opener. Um, you know, you think it's not ideal to play the Super Bowl winners in, in the first game. But for me, I think this is a very winnable game and uh, hopefully we'll kick off with a great start to the season.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, anything else on the Pats game?
2: Uh no. No.
1: no. Dave, you are good?
2: No, well, good? no. They they always seem to keep they only keep two two quarterbacks, right? Which so effectively they've got an extra player over us. Uh, so that's who, who's debate that, sorry? The Patriots? Well yeah, they keep two they're one of the teams that only keep two QBs.
1: Yeah, they've got the Stidham fella that they picked yeah. up in the draft who looks They seem to like him. Yeah, he looks pretty good actually. Almost scarily good. I hope he doesn't turn into like a an heir apparent and have another 15 years of Belichick dominance but that's
3: everyone's worst nightmare <laughs> yeah, we'll deal
1: with that <laughs> separately. Belichick is
3: a brain in a jar <laughs>
1: <laughs> like Futurama style like uh, Saturdays of <laughs> President Nixon <laughs> um, cool well that sort of wraps up the the um, the Patriots preview obviously um, if anyone wants to watch that live come join the group if you're not already a member it's the UK Pittsburgh Steelers fan group Um Jason R Uh, esteemed host over there. Give him a shout out, yeah. Yeah, Uh, Jason Bolder, who's who's done a great job um, for years uh, on that thread, basically, contacting me about three years ago, um, after it had been up for about a year, um, just to see if I wanted some help. Obviously, I think both of you guys help out now as well. Um, And it's just a great little community, isn't it, I think?
2: Yeah, it's good. I sort of dip in and out of the game threads, because it depends how the game's going, because sometimes I've (laughs) found people get on to Coach Tomlin and yeah. start being negative or, or 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 sort of piling shit on too many players. Yeah, I kind I kind of duck out at that point. I think cause...
1: in fairness, that happens like way worse on the NFL UK pages or um, you know stuff like that. I, I tend to stick to Twitter as well, just because it's you see so many different views and things. But um, it's nice to check in and just have a few people that you know and faces that you know. and that's yeah. how it was. Three yeah, got yeah. to know each other. So
2: yeah, as it goes back to having a bit of a community feel. You know, yeah. it's good. Uh, so thank, it, thanks, Jason. it, it
3: sort of belongs more to a like, like I say as a community i mean nfl uk facebook group page it, it sort of becomes slamming each other
1: yeah it's always common denominator stuff isn't it
3: and it sort yeah. of gets boring after a while whereas you kind of want to be amongst your own people after a little time you just want to sort of you want to cry together or be happy together yeah <laughs> yeah um, cool. So, so come check that out. Thank you, Jason.
1: Uh, you do a great job. Uh, even if you didn't want to be on this podcast, so you're dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, last thing, then before we go, obviously we, we've this has actually gone pretty pretty long. We've put about fifty six minutes. So we'll, we'll make this. I right, so to one.
2: edit edit some yeah. of the rubbish out.
1: Well, maybe. Well, we'll just throw it up and see what people think. Um, <laughs> so, um, what's and all? Yeah, exactly. So, last thing uh, I wanted to do a, a little segment I suggested to you guys earlier is just kind of come with. Um, one thing that you know it can be Steelers related but maybe it isn't Steelers related that you want to talk about um, that kind of revolves around football so it it could be something as big as uh, you know some of the big news that's not Steelers related in the NFL or it could be something stupid and to do with your fantasy draft or what snacks you like to eat during the game Um, just one kind of topic each that we can have a little chat about Um, I can go first if you two don't mind or, or one of you two if you've got something ready it's completely up to you guys
3: yeah, go ahead
1: if you got something. Okay, I do. I've got I've got a, an open letter to Jordan Berry. <laughs>
3: is this your punting corner?
2: This
1: is my punting yeah. corner. Yeah. So right. we need a
3: jingle for this. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have to meet <laughs> one of. Yeah, if anyone wants to send me a jingle uh, for the punting corner, please do. Um, so yeah, if if you've known me for a little while in in the Facebook groups, um, I have a bit of a a, a thing for the punt. Um, they should probably get rid of this play because it's, it gives me like high cholesterol or high blood pressure or whatnot. Um, The problem that I have with punting before I get onto the open letter to Jordan Berry is that this play matters more than the weight that coaches give to it. um, More than any other play. So it's almost like punting and and the punting position is like an afterthought. It's like, oh, well, you know, who are we going to have as the punter? Well, this guy. The Patriots, you know who they drafted this year? A punter. Um, Because good teams recognise the value of a good punter. If you start... 20 yards further ahead in the field than every other team, as as we'll get to in a moment, that puts you at a great disadvantage. Um, I watched a video uh, last night about the 2010 Chargers um, and how they had the best offence and the best defence in the NFL that season and didn't make the playoffs. Um, Gavin, do you want to hazard a guess as to why? Uh,
2: let me guess, punting.
1: The special teams unit was horrendous, including the punter. <laughs> so, So... Let me get on to it. Let me just jump straight into the open letter to Jordan Berry. So I want to start this on a positive note. Jordan, I don't hate you, right? I I think you're a perfectly great guy. I, I like the whole Aussie angle. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of all that, right? And when he first came, I was like, oh, awesome. We've got like a uh, an Australian on the team. This is cool. Um, And I like punters, you know, hashtag for the brand, Pat McAfee, all that. But the problem I have, if we actually delve into last season's punting stats, right? Jordan Berry... We had the third lowest average punt yardage in the league, okay? So, not the worst in the league, but but something that needs improving. Um, and we had the highest average punt return yardage allowed by far. So, we allowed 14.4 yards on average every time we punted on a return. So, every time we punted to the other team, they returned it for 14.4 yards, right? That's the highest. The second highest was Detroit with 11.4. Not only was that good. the highest in 2018, that was the highest since the 2014 Panthers. Every time an opposing team started a drive against us, they started in a beneficial position because our supposed positional punter, as Mike Tomlin likes to put it, cannot position the ball anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I would rather have a booming guy like the kid that we had in the, uh, in the off-season who can just kick it as far as possible. Over a guy who's supposedly be able to position you right in the corner, you know, do the old the whole Pat McAfee thing, but he can't do it. He doesn't do it. He he kicks in a way that enables us and leaves us open to punt returns. Um, Gavin, do you think I'm unfair to John and Barry?
2: I don't think you're unfair. I think I don't I don't know enough about the the techniques of punting to really give an appraisal oh, no, of of, I, of, of been... his kind of ability. But what I do know is that I think. Special teams has been letting us down for a long time, and the hidden yardage you're talking about is costing games. Clearly, that's the perfect. Uh, way to put it, Yeah, hidden yardage yeah. is
1: exactly what's costing us.
2: Yeah. yeah, so Danny Smith. I mean, he's been with the team a long time. He's he's well respected, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there is time for someone else to come in with some new ideas. I I don't know, but I, I I'm not. It's hard to. It's a hard thing to evaluate, really, because you don't really see it properly on the TV view. And this kind of t- ties in actually to what my point was. My, um, you know, additional point about the league was uh, about the the TV view on um, the week three game.
1: Oh, yeah, like the sideways. Like, yeah. yeah. yeah,
2: I absolutely loved that because you could see the special teams. You could see yeah. the coverages. It made... I, I suddenly, for the first time, I kind of understood when they talk about gunners and upbacks and yeah. the, the punting lines, you could see it all happening. So, I mean, I, I kind of lost my thread a little bit, but I think, you know it's hard to evaluate how much is down to the punting and how much is down to the scheme of the whole special teams.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It's a cool option that, that camera angle just to go back to that, is it? but I don't know if yeah. I would necessarily want to watch the whole game like that. Um, no. but I think as we move forward, we'll probably get a few more options about the ways we want to watch plays and, and especially after the game on game pass and stuff like that. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: but yeah, me not knowing the ins and out of punting, by the way, Gavin, is not going to stop me from having an uninformed opinion. Sure. <laughs> okay. Fine. Um, Good. I just wanna make that just wanna make that super clear. Um I'm gonna make really uninformed opinions on punting all year. Um Well you are our planting export, so everyone's <laughs> looking to you for guidance. Um but but seriously, I am not being funny, right? Why do we never address this position? Why do we continue to just trot John and Barry out there even though we know that he's not a great option? Uh, maybe listen, I don't wanna go on about it all day. Um but yeah, that's my little punting corner. I've had my rant about it. No doubt I'll rant about it at some point in the middle of the season when we let some Big punt return back, or um, you know, with bottom of the average yardage again. But um, do, do you think I'm being unfair, Dave? Or is
3: that just to go back to punting corner for a moment? Yeah. The drink. Um, do you think Berryman did enough to, to secure a punt? Obviously, he didn't get the position. But do you think he? Do you think he did enough to secure the position as promo
1: Now that that is hard to say because we, we you didn't see a great deal of him. I mean, I'm not there in Latrobe. Um, So I'm not watching the practices, which is probably the more important thing for these kind of positions. Like we didn't see a great deal in the preseason, so I don't want to say. Um, All I know is he seemed
3: about the same as Barry. It wasn't much of a grade. Yeah. All all I know is from
1: what Alex Kazora was saying was that he looked really promising, and that he but but he was more of like like I say, one of those kind of booming punters, one of these punters that has great yardage, but maybe not the positioning, which is something that Tomlin values. Um, But. My argument is, if you value positioning, then go out and get a good positioning punter. Like,
2: yeah, but they obviously think he is that. I mean, they must well, keep not. him around for a reason.
1: <laughs> Frankly, he's not. <laughs> uh, listen.
2: Uh, what do you think? What do you think the tactical kind of uh, strategy is of a positional punt?
1: To to pin the opponent in a, in a position, and and also I'd like to say that a big part of this is also. Um, the coverage as well, so I don't want to put this all on John and Barry. You know, the special teams in general is an issue, but, but to pin the opposing team either in the corner or, or wherever it is in the field that might leave them uh, the least opportunity for a return. Um, so
2: it's, it's worked. It's working. Working with your your scheme. Yes. So, so, but I mean, how many options have you have got? You've got left, right, or down the middle, and you've got <laughs> try and go as long as possible. Vaguely,
3: yeah. <laughs> so how does that, how does that differ from a sort of?
2: and the other punter I don't know that's, that's what I don't get well think
1: about right, Especially
3: the heli- what is it a helicopter kick has that gone yeah, out now
1: yeah I mean, everything can go in barefoot if you want but think about like um, Pat McAfee right everyone knows Pat McAfee just because he's the the most famous punter right did you ever used to watch him yeah it, it seemed like almost every play he knew exactly where to, to put it and it's a skill. It's a skill that nobody seems to value. Oh, I'm not saying
2: it's not a hard skill. I mean, otherwise, we just have a, a, a field goal kicker that could punt, right? Yeah. So it must be a very specific set of skills. Hmm.
1: So, so, so uh, well, what's your question? What, 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 are you what, asking? what, What
2: is a positional punter? I just I don't get what... what so, the...
1: so someone like Pat McAfee, who is able to consistently get the ball in the kind of position that the special teams coach wants... Isn't so,
2: that just a good punter?
1: Well he's a good punter, but, but so there's, so what I'm saying when I say there's two different types of punters is the other kid that we had on the uh on the ninety man roster Airman. was yeah, was not considered in the same way that you've got like a pocket quarterback or a, you know, a running a running gun quarterback. Um he was considered more of a guy with a massive leg, he could punt it really far, but maybe didn't have the accuracy in the same way. Um whereas I don't think John Berry has either.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: So you know I'm not saying that that guy was the solution i I can't remember the the pocket's name what, what, what was
2: his name? Berryman? It was Berryman. yeah, yeah that's confusingly the one. yeah
1: um yeah, yeah, that's why I'm I mean I, I,
2: you're gonna you're gonna motivate me to start paying more attention because generally when it's a punt, i'm you know I'm kind of annoyed that we've, lost the, <laughs> we've ball, lost the ball and it's time to go and get a beer from the fridge before the D comes so out. so is that fridge time? yeah exactly yeah. So, but this season I'm going to pay more attention to the actual punt itself there yeah. you go
1: and hopefully that'll encourage you know John and Barry to prove me wrong and he'll look like a superstar and, and we'll go from there um, yeah uh-huh. anyway not to dwell on that anymore um, Gavin what's your topic
2: yeah well just, just quickly because of that TV view thing yeah. did you watch the game a couple of years ago where it was Titans and they did the behind the kind yeah. of Madden view
1: yeah what Ro did you Mo think on that? It, yeah.
2: Yeah. what did you think about that
1: uh, I wasn't a big fan be honest i think maybe i'm just kind of a bit settled in my ways i know that the way we watch football now isn't perfect and i know like the all 22 is great for after the game but for me it's a little bit of leave that for after the game i'm quite happy with the presentation at the moment
3: i liked it i thought it was like watching a real life madden it it was it was entertaining to watch maybe not all the time i don't think i could tolerate it Mm. every game of the season but for a one-off sort of entertaining view it was it was good i enjoyed
1: it i mean i, I think eventually we'll, people will people get the choice yeah i could see that happening you know kind of like um how sky do with the red button kind of thing mm. um i could see them having all these different camera angles and you can almost choose you know which which way you want to watch it from yeah. but maybe that's far off in the future i don't know
2: yeah because after that game i wish i'd never seen it because i just wanted it ever since oh really i, I love that angle yeah i thought it, i mean obviously you, what you lost a little bit on the run the run yeah. play—you couldn't really see what was going on—but just to to see the the receivers' roots develop, roots routes. I don't know what we should say. That's a funny roots, one. Routes, yeah. Roots routes routes roots. Uh, the roots are stick English. The roots develop downfield and see the quarterback making the decision, seeing the windows opening and closing, and how yeah. quick. Just a totally different experience oh, yeah. to what what we're used to.
1: It's
3: totally cool. Dilly
1: dilly, of course. Dilly, yeah, dilly dilly. It, it's cool. Um, it's cool to see. But for me, I'm like, well, that's cool to see. But I'm happy to see that. You know, when I'm, you know, if someone's breaking down the game later on, or if you're watching replays, and, uh, I'm quite happy with the the general presentation of how it is at the moment. But uh, maybe I'm just, you know, stuck in my ways. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like
2: a marmite thing, doesn't it? Because yeah. I took to Twitter instantly to see what the reaction was, and there was a lot right. of haters. Everyone a lot will of hate anything that's new. Yeah. That's just the yeah. way it is. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, cool. Was that your topic?
3: Yeah.
0: Oh,
1: cool. David, what's your topic to finish us up?
3: I wanted to talk about Tomlin's challenges. Oh Ooh. yeah, good topic. Which yeah, could also cool. be a section. It um, could be, yeah. Virginia. Um, we all know he's not renowned for having good challenges mm-hmm. at, at times. You're questioning why he's challenged it, but he actually got a pretty straightforward challenge in the preseason, which is a a, a good thing, I yeah. think. Um, but how many challenges do we think he's going to win in the regular season? <laughs> Zero zero
1: well actually no hang no, on because what?
2: the the passage. Someone... Sorry. sorry? wasn't someone brought in to help him with this yes yeah his name he escapes me was, yeah me too but he, he needs help it, uh, someone jokes that he needs to someone needs to sew that challenge flag into his pocket <laughs> <laughs> but um it is it is his weakest area I think Yeah. it's just that like he just throws it because he doesn't like what's happened right yeah. it's not like there's yeah. a rule infringement or anything like that
3: is, is there because I can imagine with most teams, there's someone up in a box looking at some sort of TV replay, looking at what's happened and saying, Yeah, challenge this. Is that yeah. not the case? Yeah.
2: There should be, I think, there like a rules a, expert, active. yeah, an ex ref, something. Yeah,
3: um, I well, think in the
1: um, the box with the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, whoever's up there, they can have someone up there talking to him, um, but. I don't know because this season, obviously, we've got all the issue with the pass interference challenges that are gonna mess around with things a little bit. So whether or not, you know, I could see Tomlin throwing a few flags early on that. Um,
3: yeah, somewhat.
2: they'll all test that rule. I think, will not yeah. they, early doors? Yeah, definitely. I don't
3: think they'll budge on it though. I think, I think pass interference is one thing that's not gonna budge.
2: It's
3: gonna yeah. be pretty much how it was, but they're gonna make out like they've changed it. Well,
2: yeah. there was the clear cut one in was it game two, where it was just clear cut. It was the wrong yeah, call. Yeah,
1: and they didn't overturn it, did they?
2: Yeah, they didn't overturn it. You could see it on the video, so yeah. I don't know what they need for it to be overturned. But I think yeah. maybe that was just the refs kind of objecting to the rule. Yeah, I mean, what do you think?
1: That seems to be the way it is, yeah. I'm not convinced this will last. It doesn't feel like something... You can't have a challenge flag in a judgment call like that, can you? I, yeah. I, what happened to the Rams, uh, to the Saints, sorry, was terrible. Um, yep. You know, they, they yep. should have been in that Super Bowl, but...
2: It cost me a lot of money as well.
1: Oh, really? Each... How much? Can you oh. want to tell us? No, I no, don't. I don't want to get okay. into that. I should have. I should have
2: just kept that inside of my
1: head. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, to go back to Thomas' challenges, it's kind of like um, uh, the the Chiefs' um, the, the time management issue that they've got over there. Um, he's Still a great coach. The challenge is, yeah. Do I wish they were better? Yeah. Uh, am I losing great sleep about it? Not really.
2: It just comes down, you know, in every kind of key game, you just know he's going to blow one. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, mm.
1: but and maybe it'll cost us. I, I, can you remember the last time it really cost us a game, though?
2: It's not, yeah, it's not really costing a game, but it just seems, it just seems like you need, you're going to need it. Yeah, and waste
3: it's wasted. It's like with the punter, it's those hidden yards, like yeah. you say. It's yeah, just, Yeah, you're losing yards just by having bad, bad challenges. Yeah
1: okay well uh, I think that's just about everything for today we've probably exhausted uh, every Steelers topic <laughs> possible. <laughs> <laughs> we've been going for about an hour and ten minutes so right okay um, so we'll, we'll cut it off there um, so th- yeah just thank you so much for joining us if, if you've watched and or listened along I should say um, thanks so much um, you can find me my, my Twitter accounts at Si wrote this obviously follow the podcast at, uh, at UK Steelers pod um, Gavin doesn't want you to follow him Um <laughs> Dave, (laughs) where can people find you? I like my anonymity. (laughs) Dave, where can people find you uh, on the internet if you want to be found?
3: Well, maybe not. Um, Wow. Underscore Dave, if you know know what an underscore is. Um, (laughs) What was um, that?
1: Sorry, Dave. I think I might have talked over you when you said it.
3: I'm I'm at Wookie underscore Dave with two E's, as it should be spelled. Um, What, Dave? (laughs) Dave. <laughs> yeah, to David, to E's, David. Um, yeah, but I, I, similar to Gavin, I probably end up making my own separate Twitter page or account. Yeah. I, I, I'm a Twitter guy, but I post occasionally. We're going to start
2: getting abuse. I want to sort of file it into a separate corner of Twitter.
3: Yeah
1: uh I, I listen the, the abuse that's going to rile in about my hot takes on punting is going to be too much for you guys to handle <laughs> um perfect well thank you so much for joining me guys uh, it's been a pleasure um uh, you know hopefully people will stick with us as we kind of get better at this obviously this is the first podcast i don't think there's any point in hiding that um that us three guys have recorded together so um yeah thanks so much for joining me um so uh, goodbye from me uh, goodbye from dave cheers uh, goodbye from gavin
2: Goodbye, thanks. See you later.
0: See ya.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode one of the UK Pittsburgh Steelers Fan. See, I've already balls it up. I told you I would <laughs> Right, that was a, that was a mulligan. That was a mulligan. Let's start. Right, you get one for free.